Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis. And here are the movies premiering this week. But before we do that, Travis. Yes. We have some catching up to do. We sure do. Because I am uh, 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 a forgetful Frank here and (laughs) completely forgot to ask you which movies you saw last week. Oh, okay. Well, um, I have quite a few. So bear with me. Um, I figured out a scale that I'm going to review these movies on terms of stars. So five stars would be the best. One would be like the worst. What if you did it on like a 12 star scale? 12 star scale? (laughs) <laughs> that just seems all, all that just seems so complicated but <laughs> very unnecessary yeah very unnecessary so i figured i would just keep it on the low oh, okay okay makes sense <laughs> all right so for first up i watched last night in soho right okay edgar wright horror yes. thriller movie Mm-hmm. um i give that five out of five stars really i really enjoyed it oh fantastic fantastic i so for you to be able to watch it it is a horror movie okay uh but once you get into the story more it all starts to make sense more and i think you could get around it okay okay so i wouldn't be afraid to watch this one or i shouldn't say afraid but you should see this one if you can i i shouldn't try to to keep away from it is what yeah, you're exactly exactly gotcha gotcha okay uh next up would be venom let there be carnage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that one was really good as well i almost thought it was um it was almost better than the first one really yeah like tom hardy really knocked it out of the park like he did in the first one but woody harrelson he did a good job sweet so i right. give that one five out of five stars okay okay we're batting 100 right now uh eternals yes this one this one i really wanted to hear what your thoughts were okay okay i i rated it four out of five okay okay i liked it um i just felt like they were too superman-y for me so it was just like they're too powerful so why even have a story about gotcha gotcha okay um shang chi i saw you you, okay so you finally saw that one I did, and I give that one five out of five. Man, you, you just so you, what you're saying is you really enjoyed like all of the movies that you watched. Oh well, all. no, th- no, there's more. Just keep. Uh, I'll keep going. <laughs> okay, but well, Shang Chi, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I, I would say Ch- uh, Shang Chi was fantastic movie. I really enjoyed that one too when I went to go see it. So it's probably like one of the better of the Marvel cinematic universe since endgame okay okay i would say all right uh so next up after that i saw jungle cruise yeah i give that one three out of five okay okay still Uh, passing grades it's still a passing grade i really enjoyed the rock and emily blunt's uh charisma together they worked very well together uh i just felt like the humor was a little bit too kiddie for me but it was still decent enough. I would watch it again. Okay, so 
what you're saying is you would recommend it more for for families to go watch it if they it's more for families yeah it's not for like adults or anything it's more for the families and things like that (laughs) okay okay uh and then next after that i watched the netflix movie harder they fall oh that's right we i think we talked about that one a couple weeks ago now we did uh it's uh gosh it's got uh uh, why can't I think of his name? Well, it's got um, Delroy Lindo in it, doesn't it? Yes. It's got Regina King. It's got... Idris Elba? Idris Elba, thank you. Um, it's got uh, the girl who plays Domino in Deadpool 2. Oh, right, right, Zazie right. Zazie Beetz. Right. Uh, this one was, was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, if you liked the violence of Django Unchained, then this movie is definitely for you. And it's also got a good story in general too. Uh I would I would recommend that one very much. I would recommend that one okay. to watch. Okay. Uh so I give that one four out of five. Very nice. Very nice. Uh next up after that would be Red Notice, which is with The Rock and Gil Godot and Ryan Reynolds. Gotcha. Uh I really enjoyed that one too. I give it four out of five. Uh, it was, it was very very funny. They all worked well together. Great action scenes, and uh, just something that you need to look out for is there's a lot of twists and turns. Ooh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, very twisty. Yes, very yeah, very very twisty, sir. <laughs> so, I also was on a Ryan Reynolds kick. So I watched Free Guy. How'd you like that one? I really enjoyed it. Okay. Okay. Um, it was good. Uh, it was. It's it. It's been different seeing Ronald, Ryan Reynolds being in a PG thirteen movie, so him not swearing is just weird for me. <laughs> but I'm glad that that they got in the one swear word that they could in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! And uh... and, and 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 Taika Waititi was amazing. Okay, and how about, uh, uh, well, first, Jodie Comer. She was good. As both both roles inside the game and outside the game. Yes. She did a very good job, I thought. And then there was Buddy. Buddy yeah, was pretty Buddy. awesome. Yeah, he was. Not going to lie. <laughs> and then uh, the last two I have. So the last one is the worst one that I watched, and that was Disney Plus's Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I need to I need to hear about this one. <laughs> okay, so I I rate it one out of five. Wow. I I I like the kid in there. I thought he did a very good job. Uh, he's the he played he was also in jo, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the parents. I didn't like the parents. I didn't feel bad for them that they left the kid there alone on Christmas. Um, the kid actually had it coming. He was kind of a jerk. Well, I mean, but Kevin so McAllister. Kevin. Yeah. yeah. But Kevin was too. But this kid, I don't know, just something about him just seemed worse than what Kevin did. <laughs> uh, and the bad guys, they are just, they're not bad guys in this day. They, I don't know if, if, if I want to spoil anything or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep this spoiler free, but when you see it, you'll know for sure. 
that these bad guys they shouldn't even be classified as that because they're really not you feel bad for them hmm. and and what's happening to them when they're getting hit with all the traps and stuff gotcha gotcha so that one i do not recommend uh like i said <laughs> one out of five <laughs> and then the last one is something that i know we both saw yes and that was ghostbusters afterlife oh so good it was wasn't it <laughs> It was so good. <laughs> it was. It hit but, all of the nostalgia feels. It did, but then, like, I mean, okay, so with that, mm-hmm. it did almost feel like, I mean, it It kind of was a retelling of the first movie, basically. Yeah. But on a, I feel like on a larger scale kind of thing. Right. Like, I felt like they kept it at a good pace of mm-hmm. having the, the nostalgia with the new story. Right. Right. Although, uh, no, I won't, I won't say that. That's kind of, kind of spoilery. Okay. So, um, but let, I'm just going to say Paul Rudd was pretty fantastic in it. He was. Yeah. <laughs> and the then, little girl who plays, uh, uh, what's her name in the movie? Uh, not Penelope. Uh, um, <laughs> Phoebe. Phoebe. Thank you. She yep. was fantastic. Yep. McKenna Grace. She was, she was a little Egon, and it was fantastic. So, basically, uh, in the movie, Finn Wolfhard is supposed to be 15, right? Yep. Apparently, that's how old McKenna Grace is right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not. She looks so much younger than that. Right? No, absolutely. That, okay. Wow. Okay, I think we've talked about this before, too, but uh, she was the, the 8- to 12-year-old version of Tanya from I, Tanya. Okay, all right. And then she was also in Gifted with uh, Chris Evans. Oh, that was a good movie. Okay, yep. Uh, but she was... Was she... Yeah. Yeah, she was the main character in that one. Beside Chris Evans. Okay, perfect. But yeah, no, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I mean, it, it was a little weird at the end there with with okay. what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it gave me weird vibes. You know, like I, I know some people will will not like how they handled certain things. OK. Um, I personally enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I know I can I can definitely tell already that there's there's going to be a lot of people that are going to have some negative things to say about it. Well, there always will be. I mean, there's always people out there that all trash things that people like just right, because right. they can. Well, I mean, like with with this one, they I feel like they 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 do have a a bit of an argument for it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's understandably so. But all in all, I really enjoyed the movie, even though even though uh, when I saw it, I was sitting in the spot that I usually don't sit at. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But, I like to sit a little bit closer. No, it was good. It was good. It was, it was still really good. I really enjoyed it. Okay, good. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, so, well, fantastic. Thank you for getting us caught up on all of that, Travis. You're welcome, no problem. Going into our first news story, uh, Ghostbusters has been doing pretty well this weekend. Yes, it has. And basically, what they're saying is, you know, depending on, on how it does this weekend, uh, we'll, we'll definitely kind of uh, either make it official-official or make it tentative on whether the movie will get a sequel okay all right so we kind of have to see how it does for 
this weekend, which is Thanksgiving weekend here in the States. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of people going to visit family, a lot of people possibly going out to the movies. Mm-hmm. We'll have well, to see. That, and, and there's just so much coming out and already out. Right. There's going right. to be a little something for everybody this holiday. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you haven't had a chance to see Ghostbusters yet, might be a good time to go. If you can see we'll it in a, in a large format screen or IMAX. Exactly. Might want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah no it's if it if it does if it doesn't drop too much here for the second weekend and i mean it's been having some pretty great word of mouth as well mm, right right do you think that it that we need another sequel uh i mean i would definitely like to see more of the story between all the kids me too yeah uh but i feel like if there was a sequel it might not veer that direction yeah, i could see that definitely or if they have multiple spin-offs there's always that possibility as well ghostbuster saga Bankman. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you think about it after the first one came out and everything like that you know we had tv shows we had a sequel we had video games we had all of that stuff mm-hmm. you know we had novelizations and that weren't necessarily even with the original crew right so it might, you know, depending on how, how everything does here, might start up something kind of similar. You never know. Bring back the old game. You never know. That'd be cool. I'd like that. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So for, for our next news story here is actually going from a movie that is out right now to a movie that is just kind of picking up steam. There is apparently going to be a Grateful Dead movie coming out from Martin Scorsese. Okay. And it looks like they found their Jerry Garcia. Not, oh, not that? Not, not Cherry Garcia, not the, uh, not the ice cream flavor, but Jerry Aww. Garcia. Oh. <laughs> but it is going to be, uh, as of right now, Jonah Hill has been cast as Jerry Garcia. Which, I really like that. That's good. Yeah, honestly, I can, I can definitely see it. Mm-hmm. I can really see it. E- e- even though I know nothing about the Grateful Dead, I do know what Jerry Garcia looks like, and Jonah Hill fits that pretty well. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, you know, kind of nowadays. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Oh, definitely, yeah. We'll have to see how this all goes. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's a Martin Scorsese film. And it looks like... Okay, so it looks like it's going to Apple. Or it, it's being done by Apple. Okay. And so we'll have to see how, how this all goes and where it all goes. <laughs> I look forward to it. That sounds good to me. Fantastic. Uh, going to another new story of uh somebody joining into a movie we have that new blade movie uh mm-hmm. for the mcu they're finally bringing bringing blade in with mahershala ali and we actually have reports that uh delroy lindo who we were talking about earlier with the the harder they fall mm-hmm. that he has joined in to the movie for or to the blade movie okay uh I like see, where it go? there it goes yeah so it We'll have to see how it all goes, but it looks like uh, somebody who worked on the Watchmen series, not the mm-hmm. not the movie, the the series. Okay. Uh, will be working on the script for this. Nice. Okay. And then uh, it looks like we have we have uh, Bassam Tariq in the director's chair chair. Okay. And he did a movie. He directed he he directed a movie called Mogul Mogul Mowgli, uh, okay. based off of a a 
rapper in Great Britain, I believe. Okay. So, I mean, that one has gotten some critical acclaim to it, so mm-hmm. we might have something pretty good. We've got Mahershala Ali as Blade. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see who Delroy Lindo is playing, but uh should be interesting. I like it. That sounds good to me. Perfect. Perfect. Speaking of Marvel, mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Going from Marvel to Lucasfilms. Kathleen yeah. Kennedy. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy uh, has had her contract extended to 2024. Oh, wow. Okay. So kind of depending on you know how you feel about Kathleen Kennedy will say whether you think this is good news or bad news. Uh, honestly, I'm good with this. I am too. I have no problems with with the new trilogy that came out. Right, right. Yeah, I'm one of those. Like, there there are definitely things that I think could have done been done better. Like, oh, have definitely. an actual story arc ready and prepared before making the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know they they wanted to do at first they wanted to do three different directors, and then they didn't. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, but yes, yes, until 2024, Kathleen Kennedy will be running Lucasfilm. Wow. Well, good for her. Yeah, yeah. That being said, and speaking of Star Wars, the the Rogue Squadron movie that we were talking about last week uh-huh. that had been delayed, uh, it's now being reported that those delays aren't necessarily because of filming for Wonder Woman 3. Okay. It's actually because of creative differences on how they want the, the Rogue Squadron movie to go. Okay. So, well, we'll have to keep an eye on it, but, I mean, I guess there's always that possibility that Patty Jenkins might might end up leaving the project if they can't resolve these creative differences. Well, that, and now she has that big head in, like, with the whole thing with Wonder Woman 84 and how she was upset with it being released on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe she's trying like who what like uh, what am i trying to say like she is trying to make it her own movie but maybe like disney is not letting her any who knows i mean we don't know for sure because we're not there in the boardroom or anything like that but i wonder Mm -hmm. if it has something to do with something like that it's definitely possible but i mean you have to remember as well like even with something like rogue one that has been I mean, Rogue One, people are saying, is one of the best modern Star Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they actually had somebody come in to fix Gareth Edwards' cut of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also have, you know, Solo, that was being made by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah. And they were removed halfway through production and replaced by Ron Howard. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. So, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to see. So there's, like I said, I don't I don't necessarily agree with with everything that Kathleen Kennedy has done, but mm-hmm. in general, I'm pretty happy with how everything has gone, yeah, or me too, definitely. The, the stuff that we've ended up with, I should say. Mm-hmm. I will agree. Alrighty. Well, I think one other thing that we can agree on is that this next news story is kind of uh, baloney. <laughs> okay. Uh, apparently, the the screenwriter of Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen biopic, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony McCartan, okay, is saying that he is, or he he hasn't been given money 
that is basically due to him um, from profits from the movie. Um, so basically, it looks like when he signed a contract, the contract to make the movie or to screenwrite the movie, he had uh, an agreement to receive 5% of the production company's back-end profit. Mm-hmm. Um, but GK Films, who was producing the movie, ended up going over to Fox, who then, as we know, went to Disney. Right, yeah. Who now is not paying him because they are saying that the definitions of defined net proceeds is what they are using is different than what uh, Anthony McCartan is saying, but also that the movie, even though the reported production budget was $50 million, mm-hmm. or yeah, it being a, the film's total budget was around $50 million, worldwide it grossed uh, just under a billion dollars, and they're saying that it is in the red for $50 million. Wow. Meaning okay. that it lost it lost fifty million dollars after production and marketing and you know, all of that stuff. I can't see that being true though. Right. Right. I mean we worked that movie, we know how busy it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, there there's people saying, Well, you know, fifty percent of ticket sales automatically go to the theater and the rest go to the movie to the production company, but that wasn't the way that it was for our theater for, you know, yeah. the first couple of weeks, mm-hmm. everything ticket sales wise went to the production companies. Right. Like, yeah, usually movie theaters get like, what, like 5% if that, if that for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know like with each week it goes up. Right. Right. And all Bohemian Rhapsody was out for a while. A long time. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like the, how can you say a movie that the production budget was $50 million? I mean, then you, even if you factor in $200 million for uh, marketing and getting it ready for different markets around the world, which is insane, personally, mm. uh, that's still $250 million. And then we take that billion dollars that it made, and let's just say we cut it down by 50% saying that you know they don't get 50 percent of the ticket sales Mm -hmm. that's still 250 million dollars ish 200 to 250 million dollars that they're saying just is not there and then what about like the uh like buying it on dvd blu-ray things like that streaming services it's like it's way more than that oh absolutely absolutely so but i mean this isn't the first time that this kind of thing has happened right I mean, just in in recent years, too, uh, you know, you look at Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers claimed that that movie lost $167 million, even though it made $938 million, again, almost a billion dollars at the worldwide box office. And then, you know, going back even a little bit further, 2005, Peter Jackson... Uh, put in a lawsuit saying that he was underpaid by millions of dollars because New Line Cinema basically said, or basically, Peter Jackson filed a lawsuit alleging that New Line Cinema fraudulently mishandled the revenue of Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. And that they couldn't claim, or they couldn't pay Jackson because the trilogy wasn't really that profitable. <laughs> okay. So they decided to make three more movies. Um, 
and plus a whole nother like section of the franchise. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that that's just studios wanting to keep the money rather than giving it to those that actually worked on the project. It's a bunch of baloney. There you go. There you go. <laughs> B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Going going from baloney to uh, peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Ooh. Uh, we have that new Elvis movie that's coming out from Baz Luhrmann. Mm-hmm. And there was he actually tweeted out some a video of you know some clips taken out of context and everything for the movie of uh, Austin Butler as Elvis Presley. And so uh, basically, you know, you kind of have him. You have. Austin Butler leaning up against the wall or walking slowly either towards or away from the camera in Elvis's costumes uh, and then just a date for the movie which is June of 2022 oh wow okay along with the logo for uh, his band Elvis's band taking care of business mm-hmm. TCB so that's awesome I mean looks like he has most of the look down from mm-hmm you know, the kind of out of focus and very short shots that we got, but right. that's a thing. It's a thing. As long as they can give the, like, appearance of him looking like him, I mean, that's all that matters. Right. Right. Should be pretty good, hopefully. I hope so. All right. Uh, going from the king uh, to what a lot of people consider to be a king of video games, mm-hmm. uh, Kojima Productions who made like Silent Hill and uh, Death Stranding, everything like that. Mm-hmm. They are actually branching out into a new division that's focusing on music, TV, and film. Okay. So maybe maybe we might get another horror movie for you to watch uh, that is actually going to be Silent Hill rather than whatever we got before. Uh, okay, so the first Silent Hill was really good. The sequel, not so much. <laughs> but i like this i i've never really honestly played a whole lot of kojima's games Mm -hmm. like i know he's done you like death stranding and metal gear solid right i i just never got into those types of games but i i've heard they're very good and very story driven right i like that kind of stuff so might be interesting especially if he's making movies and tv and music i mean come on (laughs) So, uh, again, I, I think we talked about this before as well, but mm-hmm. like you said, Metal Gear Solid, they actually are already in the, have a, have a movie in the works at Sony. With, yeah, I remember saying that, yep. With Oscar Isaac as Solid Snake. Awesome. So, a solid Snake. So it should be, should be pretty interesting. Most definitely. I look forward to it. Absolutely. We'll, we'll have to see how it all goes, but... Another thing that looks pretty darn interesting is that apparently Disney and Warner Media, who own HBO Max, mm-hmm. will be sharing streaming of some of what is now former Fox's movies through 2022. Okay. So, like, the one that they say they talk about in the article specifically is Ron's Gone Wrong. Okay. I know the movie that you really wanted to watch, right, Travis? I didn't think I wanted to see this one when I first until, saw the trailer. But until the second as, trailer. Yep, and then I was like, oh, I need to see this. So it's going to be on Disney Plus and HBO Max. Okay. So you can watch it on either or. Sweet. And they're both premiering on December 15th. 
All right. So, uh, yeah, I believe it's, it might still be in some theaters, but mm-hmm. it's going to be on Disney Plus and HBO Max December 15th. I like it. And then there's going to be more coming down the line. Although something like Prey, mm-hmm. which is, again, that prequel to Predator, that one is going to stay as a Hulu, uh, Hulu-only premiere. I was just about to bring that up. I was like, uh, isn't Prey part of this? But yeah, okay. It answered it for me. Never mind. <laughs> so uh, we'll have to see how how many and, and which movies are actually going to be kind of part of this joint deal. Mm-hmm. But after 2022, then everything goes over to Disney is what it, it looks like. Okay. Since Disney bought Fox. But uh, we'll have to see how it all goes. I like it. Sounds good to me fantastic well that being said that was our last bit of movie news <gasps> oh okay which means you should visit us at facebook facebook where facebook.com slash movies are thing we're also on twitter and instagram at movies are thing no space dash or slash anything like that at movies are a thing come on over say hi got a little bit less tripped up that time <laughs> but it sounded good man it sounded good thank you thank you mm-hmm. let's go ahead and uh, get into our trailers that we have for this week let's do it perfect the first one i really want to talk about is that is that uh, Spooderman trailer? The, <laughs> that Spooderman, <laughs> the Spider-Man trailer that that dropped. Uh, I think I think we're talking about it the day after we recorded the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we were talking because we record on Mondays, and then they were. You said last week before we started the episode that they were going to do have a trailer on Tuesday. Right. And then they did. Yes, they did. And what do you think of that trailer? It was so good. <laughs> it just makes me want to see this more and more, and I can't wait for December. Absolutely, absolutely. I cannot wait. Uh, although, apparently, I guess we're kind of a little bit getting into a little spoilery-ish territory. Mm-hmm. But in one part of the trailer, it is uh, the Lizard, Electro, and Sandman mm-hmm. all teaming up against what we think is just our... You know, Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Yep. Apparently, the Brazil trailer had uh, a little bit more of an extended shot than the American trailer. Okay. And if you watch Lizard, all of a sudden, his head cranks around like he got punched. But there's nothing punching him. That's definitely another (laughs) Spider-Man. That's what we're thinking. And like, I believe they show that in the American trailer, too. Because I remember seeing his head crank back and it's like wait a second how is he getting hit there's nobody there okay yeah because like the one that i have from sony pictures i rewatched it okay and i specifically was looking at that part mm-hmm. and his head did not it crank it cut before that oh okay maybe i just saw another version of oh, who knows who knows yeah because I, I was i was seeing a lot of um like images and gifs and stuff on the internet and uh they're they're all saying yeah and this is the the brazilian the one from brazil the the trailer from brazil that you can see this mm-hmm. but uh yeah apparently tickets are going to be on sale not cyber monday but spider monday november 29th yes so next monday a week mm-hmm. from today that we are recording this that's awesome i hope to buy my tickets and it's gonna be good it's gonna be oh, good it is it is yeah <laughs> so but yeah, we got more of the Green Goblin. We got more Dr. Otto Octavius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really your name. 
Um, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and we did get a bit more electro. We we heard electro, and then we saw you know all of that stuff together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like this, like our Spider-Man, Tom Holland Spider-Man's MJ, is going to have a bit of a possible Gwen Stacy moment. See, okay, this is my theory on when the Spider-Man are going to come in, like the others. I wonder if, like, that's going to happen and he, we feel like she's going to die. But then, like, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man comes in and saves her. Is like, no, I can't let this happen again. Right, right. Yeah, I, I had seen that, too. Or I, I had yeah. seen somebody else ha- uh, say that, which, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Not going to lie. It would. It would, definitely. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a pretty fantastic trailer. I don't feel like it gives too much away. I could no, be wrong. I don't think so. Right. I could be wrong. But we haven't really gotten a lot of the villains. No, we haven't. It's been a lot of just in Spider-Man's perspective. Right. Right. And kind of the the fallout from uh, Far From Home. That's the one. Yeah, right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. Got it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, definitely check it out if you can. Most definitely. The next one that we, the next trailer that we have is another one for Don't Look Up, mm-hmm. with with Leo and J Law and, <laughs> and Joe Hill. You know, mm-hmm. um, Jonah Hill and uh, oh, and Meryl Streep. And Meryl Streep. Yep. It it looks super funny. It does, and just how these people just don't care and yet those two do is is i think what makes it funny right just like the, like they're so panicked about this comet coming but nobody else is everybody else is like yeah it'll be right no exactly exactly <laughs> but yeah this one this one definitely looks good you know a giant comet is basically coming to kill planet earth mm-hmm. and leo and j-law both see it and they have to they're trying to convince everybody and nobody is like taking it seriously so Right. I think it's going to be good. I think it will be too. And plus it's from the guys that made like the uh Vice and uh the big not the big sick, but uh Big Short. Big Short and all those all those movies, Bombshell. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, if, if you like that kind of humor, I think that's what'll be in this one. Exactly. All right. Uh next one we have taking a bit of a turn. Mm-hmm. Going a little bit into uh horror is Nightmare Alley, which I know we were confused last time we saw a trailer for Nightmare Alley. Mm-hmm. This one gave us a little bit more. Uh, definitely. Apparently, Bradley Cooper is a is a medium, mm-hmm. and uh, gets caught up in something. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm still not quite one hundred percent sure what this movie is trying to be, but. It's Guillermo del Toro. I am along for the ride. I think it looks right. good. Yeah, so directed by Guillermo del Toro, we got Bradley Cooper, Kate uh, Blanchett, Tony Collette, Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, and uh, David uh, Strathairn. Mm-hmm. So it's got a cast. <laughs> it's got quite the cast. Exactly, exactly. So I, th- I, I think it'll be good. I don't know if it's like... I know last time we were talking, like, if there was going to be a monster. Right, right. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't. I think it's more, like, supernatural, if anything. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, supernatural or just almost 
mob-ish? Yes, yes, yes. Like set in the time of the carnies and the mob and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of the same kind of wardrobe as what they wore in uh, The Shape of Water. Okay, like it, okay. It, th- within that same time period. I gotcha, I gotcha. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, there's another one that I... Th- so this next one is actually for a Amazon Prime video movie release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's for Encounter, which I don't know what to make of this. I wasn't sure either when I first saw it. It just seems like a generic alien movie to me. Yeah, so basically it says, you know, a decorated marine goes on a rescue mission to save his two young sons from an unhuman threat. As their journey takes them in increasingly dangerous directions, the boys will need to leave their childhoods behind. So, I guess a little bit of a coming-of-age story for the kids. Definitely, yep. But also a, uh, you know, marine father trying to save his family. Mm Mm-hmm. It looks weird. It does. I don't know if I'm going to see this one or not yet, but uh, I definitely have to look out for more of this because mm-hmm. maybe I might want to see it. Yeah. Well, okay. So from what I got from the trailer, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it basically looks like either this alien threat is like taking over the bodies of authority figures mm-hmm. or this Marine played by uh, Riz Ahmed. Mm-hmm is having some sort of mental break. Oh, that could be too. So, I don't know. We'll ha- we'll have to we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on this one. But uh somebody who doesn't look like they're having a mental break is one of the characters in the next trailer, the outfit. This looks so weird. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to say about that one. <clears throat> but yeah, so basically uh Mark Rylance plays a is is a tailor mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh oh wait what was he in that apparently dylan o'brien is in it the, wait, really yeah from maze runner the main main guy from uh, maze runner oh yeah yeah okay all right i didn't even realize that i didn't either uh but yeah so mark rylance plays the a tailor basically and uh gets mixed up in some possibly mob well organized crime type of stuff mm-hmm. yeah because it seems like they're holding him hostage to uh hide this gun and to help him with whatever else happens while the cops are there right exactly exactly so i know mark rylance mm-hmm. but i was trying to see what the one that i know him most from is okay <laughs> that being said most recently uh, some of the stuff that he's been in is uh, a trial of the Chicago Seven. Okay. He was uh, William William Kunstler. He was in Dunkirk as Mr. Dawson. Okay. He was the BFG in the BFG. Ah, okay. He was Rudolph Abel in Bridge of Spies. Ah, uh, okay. And the one that I think I probably recognize him most from. Mm-hmm. He was Halliday in Ready Player One. That was him, wasn't it? It was. Ah, okay. So, I, I think the the voice is what kind of triggered it for me when he oh, was sure. kind of, he kind of like faltered a little bit there. Mm-hmm. It was kind of that same kind of faltering voice as Halliday in Ready Player One. Yep, yep. So, I don't know. This one, this one looks pretty good. It's a lot of you know, crime and intrigue and all of that stuff. 
I like organized crime. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but I guess going from organized crime to uh, ocean explorers. <laughs> Don't know how that works, but whatever. <laughs> the next trailer that we have is Becoming Cousteau, mm-hmm. which is a documentary that's coming to Disney Plus on the Net Geo portion of everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, <sighs> this trailer looked good. It I, does look good. I never really watched the show that Cousteau put out, mm-hmm. but just looking at the trailer that they have for this documentary, oh, it looks so good. It does, and I feel like it, it would do, like, seeing that on the big screen would do it justice. So I, I mean, feel it'd like be nice. The sounds of the water and things like that would be really awesome in, in that kind of environment. It'd be nice, but again, this is Disney+. Plus. That's true. That is true. I forgot that you said Disney Plus. It'd be nice to to be able to see it in the theater. <clears throat> oh, it definitely would. But I mean, if if you have a good sound system at home, I mean, that's just as good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, you know, this is this is basically just taking stuff from his films and stuff. So the audio is not going to be all that great. Right. You know, they're I don't know, but it looks it looks like a very good documentary that i kind of want to see and you're big on documentaries so this is right up your alley exactly exactly <laughs> but yeah we got becoming Cousteau uh coming to the net geo portion of disney plus and eventually coming to disney plus after it's in theaters is our next trailer turning red mm-hmm. okay what'd you what'd you what'd you think of turning red so I remember when I first saw this trailer for this movie, I really didn't want to see it. But then I saw the second trailer and I thought it looked better. And now this just makes me want to see it even more. Right, right. Yeah, so, it, I mean, it's basically this young girl, when she gets emotions kind of boiling up. Yep. She turns into a giant red panda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah once she, once she's able to kind of keep her emotions in check a little bit more then she turns back to a human but mm-hmm. it looks super fun it does and the animation looks great oh absolutely absolutely i mean what do you expect from disney at this point yeah but... yeah well this yeah yeah disney pixar absolutely have just been incredible in their animation yeah they have so i look forward to seeing this one perfect Perfect. Yeah. It looks like it should be fun for the whole family. Definitely. Speaking of animals, uh, <laughs> our next trailer is for a movie called Dog. Just Dog. Nothing else. <laughs> With Channing Tatum. Yes. Yes. Not Carol Channing. Channing Tatum. Yep. Uh, where <laughs> he basically has to take a dog uh, that has served with the armed forces and bring it to the funeral of his handler, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this dog is very um, uncooperative. <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but it looks like there's there's very many shenanigans and just kind of bonding between Channing Tatum and the dog. And honestly, I kind of want to see it. I do too. I have a soft spot for dog movies. Right, right. And so this one just hits all those feels. You know what I just thought? What's that? Turner and Hooch without the crime solving. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's spot on. 
or uh, a road trip Turner and Ho- Turner and Hooch movie. Road trip Turner and Hooch, I like it. Right, makes sense. It does, and it's spot on. Already, but that does kind of finish off our movie or trailers, mm-hmm. not movies, our trailers for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Just the trailers, people, not the movies. Which brings us to the movies that are premiering this week, Woo. which I know everybody has been waiting for. Has probably clicked through all the rest of this stuff to find. You found it. <laughs> uh, like it's about time they got to it. Right, right. <laughs> but the movies premiering this week, which again is they're going to be premiering on Wednesday since it is Thanksgiving week. It sure is. And so we'll see how this all goes. The first one that we have is Hause of Goosey. Um, or House of Gucci, as some would say, uh-huh. uh, which is rated R, inspired by the shocking true story of the family behind the Italian fashion empire. When Patrizia Reggiani, an outsider from humble beginnings, marries into the Gucci family, her unbridled ambition begins to unravel the family legacy and t- triggers a reckless spiral of betrayal, decadence, revenge, and ultimately murder. IMDb does not have a score for this one. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 67% and Metacritic is sitting at a 60. A thoughts? So this movie, I didn't think I would want to see it when I first saw the trailer. But the more and more I've seen of it, the more I want to see this. And I'm It's super the murder excited. that got you, wasn't it? It was the murder. <laughs> it, if there wouldn't have been murder, I probably wouldn't have seen this. <laughs> Betrayal? Nah. Decadence? No. Revenge? Nah. Murder? murder? Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes yes please (laughs) and it's directed by ridley scott he does he always does a great job yeah and that cast is pretty great yeah i'm 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 kind of over ridley scott right now for for a while all right just well i think it was him one second okay yeah so he did the last duel right yes the last duel did not do very well. Right, it did not. He's blaming millennials and their attention span of being on the phone and wanting to get all of their information from the phone. But that's not necessarily true, though, because if you actually make a movie that people want to see, if as we all know, if you build it, they will come. If you make a quality movie, people are going to see it. If people don't think that they would want to see something like that they're not going to so i don't know why he's getting all up in arms about that but i guess it is what it is yeah so uh but i get i i get your frustration with that so let me let me just he was on mark maron's podcast okay this is a a quote what we've got today uh the audiences who are brought up on these effing cell phones the millennials do not ever want to be taught anything unless you're told it on the cell phone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now that kind of just ticks me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm house of Gucci looks good. I, I might see it, but you know, his, his last movie, he's just kind of blaming on what everybody wants to blame stuff on. It's, you know, those dang millennials, even though millennials now are in their forties, but right. Whatever. (sighs) Well, darn it! I was I was looking forward to seeing this movie too. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Yeah. We'll see how it all goes. Uh, Sounds good. <laughs> our next one that we have is uh, a little bit more family friendly, and that is Encanto, 
The Madrigals are an extraordinary family who live hidden in the mountains of Colombia in a charmed place called the Encanto. The magic of the Encanto has blessed every child in the family with a unique gift, every child except Maribel. However, she soon may be the Madrigal's last hope when she discovers that the magic surrounding the Encanto is now in danger. This movie is rated PG. IMDb did not have a score for it. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 94% and Metacritic is sitting at a 76. This one looked pretty decent. It does. It looks good. I mean, it's another, it's another you know, Disney movie mm-hmm. with uh, Alan Tudyk playing an, an animal again. Uh, well, I mean, that's his best work. No. Right? Hey, hey, Tuk Tuk, <laughs> yep. the toucan. Uh, yeah, this looks good. I want to see this. Right. No, I don't absolutely. know if I'll necessarily get to the theater to see it, but I want to see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll, we'll see how this one all goes. Because, uh, hold on, I have this up, I have this up, that one. Uh, I mean, I don't recognize a ton of the cast, other than, again, you know, like Alan Tudyk and then John Leguizamo is in there. Mm-hmm. But the main, the main character is played by uh, Stephanie Beatriz, who, okay. get this, is Rosa in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Rosa, okay. So the, the very, very serious, very... Uh, non-emotional Rosa mm-hmm. is playing this, you know, this character that uh, has a lot of emotion. Which, basically, as far as I can tell, every time that I've seen an interview with Stephanie Beatriz, is always like the most bubbliest person ever. Mm-hmm. So to play a character like that in Brooklyn Nine Nine is hilarious to me, personally. <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, I I honestly, oh, we'll see if I can see it in uh, in the theaters. Otherwise. Disney Plus, here we come. Woo woo. Perfect. Going from Disney and the Mouse to Raccoon City, we have Resident Evil. Ra- Welcome to Raccoon City, which is rated R. Once the booming home of pharmaceutical giant Umbrella Corporation, Raccoon City is now a dying Midwestern town. The company's exodus left the city a wasteland with great evil brewing below the surface. When that evil is unleashed, a group of survivors must work together to uncover the truth behind Umbrella and make it through the night. IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. Of course they don't. They never review the horror movies that come out around Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah, I mean, this one I don't think is a, is going to be in a lot of places. I don't think it's going to be a very wide release. Okay. But... I mean that could very well be, but I could also see it being in a big, in a big wide release just because it is Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how widespread this one is going to be. But like you said, it's also a horror movie around Thanksgiving. We'll have to see how it goes. Most definitely, and I look forward to seeing it. So I'm sure this will be my number one if I see anything this weekend. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Alrighty. Well, the last one that we have is Licorice Pizza, which is rated R, and it is a limited release right now. Okay. Uh, Alana Kane and Gary Valentine grow up, running around, and fall in love in California's San Fernando Valley in the 1970s. IMDb did not have a score for this one. Rotten Tomato is sitting at a 94%, and Metacritic is sitting at a 94 must-see. Did we talk about this on the podcast before? Uh, I think we have for one of the trailers. Okay. Uh, This is a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. So, you know, there will be blood, punch drunk love, Magnolia, Boogie Nights, Phantom Thread. 
Okay. Uh, and, you know, he directed, wrote, and produced this one as well as basically all those other ones. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. It's doing pretty well. Well, yeah, considering it's sitting at a 94% on both Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Yep, and Metacritic right now has 17 reviews. Every single one of them are positive. Wow, okay. I do like me some Paul Thomas Anderson, so let's do it. And the lowest one is 63, mm-hmm. and that's from Roger Moore. And then we got a 70, 75, 83, 83, 90, 90, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100. Oh, wow, okay. So we'll see how this one how this one goes. Most definitely. But yeah, other than that, I don't have too much uh, information on that one. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I didn't... I didn't even look up a trailer for it, nor do I, I remember if we watched it. <laughs> I think we did. I, I honestly can't remember if we watched a trailer for it or if I if I watched a trailer for it and then I was like, eh, eh, no. and then took it out of the <laughs> I, show. I could see that being both, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, but that is the last movie that we have mm-hmm. for today. Uh, Travis. Yes. I think I know your answer, but... What's your order? Resident Evil 1 would be first. Then I'd go House of Gucci. And then I'd go Encanto. And right at the bottom would be that licorice peat. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. See, I think I would do Encanto and then House of Gucci and then that's it. <laughs> okay. <I heard>. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> Sorry there, for, for a second there, after I asked you, you know, kind of what, which order you'll be, my mind immediately went to, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger, can I take your order? <laughs> Good movie. Right, right. It's fantastic. But, all right, I have nothing else. Travis, do you have anything else? Uh, not that I can think of, sir. Alrighty, well then, I do believe that everybody should... Visit us at Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash movies are a thing. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are a thing. No spaces, dashes, slashes, anything like that. At movies are a thing. You can also visit us at Patreon. We are, uh, we also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash movies are a thing. If you want to help support the podcast, we have that over there. Other than that, I do believe that it is about that time, Travis. Here it comes. Killing you. Drop. Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us. Yes. Uh, what? Hmm? Who said that? Hmm. Oh, what was that? Oh. I do not know. It didn't sound good. I, like, reverse burped. Ugh. <laughs> what the heck? It burped back down into your body. <laughs> like, I was breathing in, but, like, burping at the same time, and it, like, reverse burped. Oh, I hate Yeah, I've had that happen. And it was so weird, because it sounded exactly like... Uh, uh, oh, yawn. Um, <laughs> it's too early for that, man. Uh, I, yeah.
Well, actually, for you, I mean, right now, this is like your midnight, so. <laughs> kind of feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, uh, see, I was going to go through and try to figure out, like, I. Did I say the scores for this one? Uh, yeah, you did. Because okay, you said perfect. it's the 67%. Correct. Okay, okay, perfect. Cool. Uh, well. However, as soon, however, soon, hmm, once a booming home. Uh, and I'm so looking forward to seeing this. Right? Well, uh, let's see. I'm just, I actually just opened up the webpage for it. Okay. To see if we can find out where any tickets are. It's being very slow. Get off my bandwidth. Uh, it's searching around our area here, but it's still not loading up anything. It's just doing a loading little animation. Lame. Right? So. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to go and eat some more candy here before going to bed. Okay. Sounds good, man. You have yourself a good one, sir. You too. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. All right. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.